0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Radical Hope Radio. I'm Georgia Suter, Director of Communications. Uh, Radical Hope was founded back in 2018 by Pam and Phil Martin when they lost their son Chris to suicide. Uh, Chris was a junior at Gonzaga University at the time, and they became focused on building programs that help other young people build connections and develop emotional resilience. Um, Reducing emotional and social isolation is a key part of the Foundation's mission, and Radical Hope Radio was created to help generate conversations that will help people feel more connected by exchanging stories, ideas, and advice. Today, we're so excited and honored to welcome John McPhee, Chief Executive Officer at Jed Foundation, who holds over 25 years of leadership and management experience from the business and not-for-profit settings. Uh, JED is a leading national nonprofit that protects emotional health and prevents suicide for our nation's teens and young adults. The foundation partners with high schools and colleges to strengthen their mental health, substance misuse, and suicide prevention programs and systems. And they're helping equip teens and young adults with the skills and knowledge to help themselves and each other, while also encouraging community awareness, understanding, and action for young adult mental health. John, it's so wonderful to have you on our podcast today. I was wondering if we could start off by having you just tell us a little bit about the history of the Jed Foundation and kind of a little bit more about the work that your organization does.
1: Thanks so much for having me on. Um, I would be happy to. So the Jed Foundation was founded in 2000 by a family by Phil and Donna Satow. Who lost their son Jed to suicide in 1998, and after Jed's death, as the Satowas were trying to understand, you know, uh, what happened, um, as part of that process, they met with the president of the university where Jed was a student, and in that discussion, the president of the university said to them, "There's over 30,000 students here at this school. How do I support the mental health of all of these students? You know, what does what does that look like? Um, and Phil and Donna did not know how to answer that question. And in reflecting and talking to experts, they came to, they came to learn that there really was no guidance for school leaders, for university leaders, to follow to holistically support the the mental health of their students and so the jed foundation was created for that purpose to provide guidance um, and evidence-based approaches for what a school can do to promote mental health and reduce risks for uh, for students and now today more than two decades later um, we now work with uh, K through 12, pre-K through 12 school districts, individual high schools and colleges. We're working with more than 500 schools uh, all across the country um, representing uh, in total about 16% of the U.S. uh, student population.
0: Wonderful, and can you dive into your role a little bit more and tell us a little bit about some of the projects that are kind of forefront for you right now that you're working on?
1: Sure, so my role as the CEO um, you know, I, I work with a, a fantastic team of approximately 100 people, and and so I'm responsible for overall strategy and, and direction. Um, but I really want to make the point that it's it's our team that does um, that does the great work. Our um, points of focus are uh, in our schools' work and actually the district work that I mentioned is a partnership with the AASA, which is the Superintendent's Association. And we're, uh, we have our first cohort of uh, 18 districts starting uh, right now. We're going to be working with them for a period of four years to help strengthen their mental health and suicide prevention approaches. So that program of working with school districts is one of our top priorities. Uh, that program will um, will grow, we will add more districts uh, uh, as we go into 2024, and we're really, really excited about what that can mean working at the superintendent's level. Um, in terms of other priorities, we are also um, focused on campaign work that uh, educates people and strengthens attitudes and behaviors around mental health for teens and young adults, and the um, and the families and the people who love them and, and who surround them. So campaigns like Seize the Awkward, which we do with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention in partnership with that council, as an example, is a campaign that, you know, educates and encourages young people to have conversations with friends about mental health, to check in with their friends, especially if they're if they're concerned about them. Um, so those are a couple of areas of, of focus. We, we do do more than that um but those are the things that I would I would point to as key focuses at this point.
0: Wonderful. And um so Su- uh, World Suicide Prevention Day was on September 10th. I was wondering if in honor of World Suicide Prevention Week and Month, can you talk a little bit about the foundation's work with suicide prevention?
1: Yes. So at our heart, uh the Jed Foundation is a suicide prevention organization. Um, our origin story uh, is um, you know as 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 I told you, um, you know the, the death of a young man by suicide, and so the work that we do um, is about increasing protective factors and reducing risk factors for suicide, and the approach we take is a is what we call a comprehensive approach. So the idea is that communities uh, and organizations, such as schools, this is also true of employers and other such communities should have an objective to promote mental health uh, for their members and should implement evidence based practices that um, do things such as um, develop life skills uh, and resilience uh, among young people, um, promote connectedness and a sense of belonging, right, a culture of caring, uh, reduce stigma and and promote a culture of help seeking and help giving and and conversation around mental health. And then a comprehensive approach um, uses systems and signals to to help notice if a young person is struggling. Perhaps their behavior has changed, their grades have changed. Um, And then to make sure that those who need help are getting quality mental health care um, at the school, in the community, through telebehavioral health, that the policies and protocols are are uh, well thought around um you know when and how families get involved when a student might have to leave school um that there are crisis procedures in place and that the environment is and that the environment is safe meaning um that uh, access to potential lethal means if somebody is um thinking about suicide are restricted and and so the point i'm trying to make to you here is that um It takes a system, uh, a thoughtful approach, and that's what we help schools and communities implement. And this is all in service of suicide prevention because suicide is a complex, complicated, issue and it takes a multi-layered multi-pronged uh, response to reduce uh, risk for suicide so our work is rooted in in that concept um, you also mentioned that it's a uh, suicide prevention awareness month and indeed it is and so uh, we have brought back our signature campaign it's okay to say suicide because talking about suicide of course is not easy and it's complex um, but the research uh, does show Um, and support um, approaches such as our comprehensive approach. Um, And so we encourage people to check out our campaign. It's okay to say suicide, Um, you know, for information about the things they can do during this month and and beyond um, to support the teens and young adults in their lives.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, reducing the stigma is so important. Um, my next question, and you've touched on some of this already, but it was, what are some examples of evidence-based suicide preventions, policies, or systems? And you mentioned a few. Are there any others that you think are important or interesting to call out?
1: Well, yes. So, you know, as I as I pointed out in the comprehensive approach, certainly restricting access to lethal means is a very well-documented evidence-based approach. So this means, you know, households securing medications, um, thinking about firearm safety, um, window guards, et cetera. Um, Making sure that access, another is to make sure that access to mental health care um, is, uh, is as easy as possible. And so that goes to affordability and to um, the pipeline that we have in this country of mental health clinicians. Right now, it's too difficult to to find uh, culturally competent, affordable mental health care. So, you know, setting up these systems, leveraging telebehavioral health, um, you know, uh, where where needed are things that can be done that really can promote, um, uh, promote mental health and reduce risks for suicide because people are getting care. Also, as part of care, I would say that you know uh, Cbt, Dbt, you know these are these are proven um, skill building therapies that are really, really important um, uh, ways to um, help young people navigate challenges and reduce risk for suicide. Um, among others i guess I guess I would just summarize also by saying um, we all can play a role in um, minimizing isolation and uh reducing uh feelings of and experiences of marginalization by fostering this sense of connectedness um and connecting with young people letting them know that they're loved and accepted for who they are um and that they're not alone So this is also a really really important part of of suicide prevention is the is the community building the safety net um that we we um all put into action around uh, the people in our community and in our lives.
0: Wonderful. And my next question for our listeners who may be thinking about friends, family members, classmates, colleagues, what are some of of the warning signs to look out for um, that might indicate suicide or upcoming suicide or tendencies, things like that?
1: Yeah. So on this, on this question, I would start with, um, if you find yourself at all in a situation where you have a gut feeling that a friend or another person is struggling, but you can't, you can't sort of put a finger on it necessarily. Trust that gut feeling, lean into it and, uh, check in and ask, ask your friend, um, if everything's okay. Um, you know, that, um, you you you're there for them um and you want to listen and you want to help um there's absolutely no harm only only help that can happen um uh when uh, when you have such a gut feeling in terms of of things to look for you may see signs that somebody uh their changes in how anxious um or or sad or engaged somebody is you know are they withdrawing from um usually uh Activities that they usually enjoyed, um, you know, th- this idea that their behavior is different. Perhaps they're they're drinking or drugging in a way that's um, that's different. You're observing uh, mood swings. They may be eating more or less. Um, perhaps not taking care of themselves. Going to the gym, for example, in ways that they um, that they used to do. Uh, maybe their sleep has changed. Um, and in terms of you know suicidal. Um, suicidal ideation and suicidal behaviors, um, certainly if somebody talks about um, wanting to die or thinking about wanting to die or harming themselves um, or mentioning um, feeling, uh, you know, empty, alone or over it, or perhaps that people would be better without them, you know, these are, these are signs to notice and to ask about and to ask if someone is, uh, if the person is thinking about harming themselves. Um, there's, there, you're doing no harm by asking that question. You're only potentially doing, doing good. Um, and then, um, you know, staying with them if they answer, if they answer yes, staying with them uh, and, and getting help. Um, you can contact 988 in that situation. You can bring in other caring adults and friends. You could, um, you know, contact a uh, healthcare care provider together, the person's doctor, Um, But the key at that point um, then is to, is to work with them, to get them, uh, to get them immediate care.
0: Great. Thank you. That's really great advice. Um, And wondering, my next question is about one of your nationwide initiatives, the JED campus program. Wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about what that comprises and dive into that a little bit more.
1: Yeah, so Jed Campus is a multi-year partnership that Jed undertakes with a college or university. Um, So we enter into a partnership together for four years. There's now over 500 colleges that are, are doing this currently with us or have completed it. And it's a process through which we help them create a leadership team to oversee mental health planning. And essentially, we look together, we survey students and we get information from students. And we look at all of the programs and the policies and the systems and approaches that the school has in place to uh, support emotional well-being and mental health and to reduce, reduce risks for suicide. And we look at all that and uh, all the great things that are happening and then the areas that could be strengthened. And together with the school, we create an action plan for them to strengthen what they're doing. Um, And then the Jed Foundation advises the school and the team. The team includes students also, I should say, um, as they implement um, action steps to strengthen what they're doing, essentially strengthening the mental health safety net and culture at the school um, and it's really been um, a terrific program. We're really proud um, of uh, its success and all of the schools that have joined with us. Um, and it has been um, also just a great pleasure for our team to to work with schools so closely in this way.
0: That is awesome. Um, great. And then my last question is a little bit more broad, um, bigger picture, But how can our communities better support the mental health of our youth today? And you've answered this in many ways already. (laughs) No,
1: what I would say is that, you know, one is the Surgeon General, for example, talks about the importance of supportive adults in the lives of teens and young adults. And so to to, to people in the audience who are, you know, a a little bit older than um, young adulthood, Uh, even potentially you know young adults as well i would say that you know really one thing is to lean into that role of what a caring supportive adult is in the lives of teens and young adults so do the teens and young adults in your life know that you're somebody that they can come to if they are a friend or struggling um and that you know you'll be a supportive uh listener not try to necessarily to solve their problems but to listen to guide to help this is very very important um, also to talk about mental health, to be authentic, to make sure that you're not carrying stigmas, um, you know, sort of legacy stigmas that, that um, might stifle conversation um, and help seeking from, from young people. You can share resources, um, you know, and the Jed Foundation and many others have great resources on our websites, um, you know, for, for people to use. But essentially what I'm trying to say is, you know, be a, be a champion, um, and a caring adult to the to the young people in your life in an active way, and if you assume they the young people in your life know that and know that you want to play that role in their lives, they might not know it. So you know, I would encourage you to have that conversation directly with them. And then the last thing I'd say is, if you're connected to a school district or a high school or a college, um, can you know talk to them about whether they have a mental health plan, and you can connect them to the Jed Foundation. We'd be very happy to work with them. Um, around uh, their approaches to this issue.
0: Wonderful. Well, we've covered a lot, um, and I wanted to ask you, is there anything else you'd like to share with us or cover that we didn't touch on?
1: No, I'd just like to thank you and Radical Hope for the great work that that you're doing.
0: Thank you so much, John. We really appreciate um, you coming onto our podcast and appreciate your time. Um, So thank you. This was wonderful. Um, So much good information to share with our audience and with our listeners. Um, So yes, thank you again.
1: Thank you.